Hi there. My name is Jeanette Anderson, and welcome to the Eula Pari podcast, where we discuss topics of interest to the Pari community, as well as to people living with rheumatic and musculoskeletal diseases. Today, I'm joined by our guest, Miranda van Dam, so stick around to meet her. On today's show, we will get to hear the experiences of a South African RMD community and the challenges they face. Now, there's a lot of ground to cover, so let's get started. Welcome, and thank you for being here today, Miranda. Good afternoon, Jeanette. I'm so thrilled to be talking to you today and the Yulo community. Thank you. It's good to have you here. Miranda, could you tell us a bit about yourself and the actual Spondyloarthritis Association of South Africa? Uh, Jeanette, in 2016, I was diagnosed with ankylosing spondylitis. There was a delay in my diagnosis of eight and a half years, and I had four surgeries that I didn't need. It was during this time that I was frustrated and missing out on so many of the things that I wanted to do that I tried to find support. In South Africa, there was no support for any community that's got AXPAR. I started searching around the internet to try and find somebody that I can lean on. And I stumbled upon ASF International. And through their networking, they encouraged me to start a patient organization in South Africa. So with ASF's international support, the encouragement and resources, ASASA was born. For me, it was always important to hitch my wagon to something larger than myself. And ultimately to be able to locate a community and purpose for my life. We support around a thousand patients with AXPA in South Africa. Wow, there's a lot of, lot of patients. I know there are some very big differences between the conditions when it comes to the South African and the European RMD communities. I heard you say at some point in South Africa, it's normal to have to travel long distances to see a rheumatologist and at huge, huge costs as well. At the same time, most do not have the option to do online consultations. Could you tell us a bit more about your experiences? Myself, I travel nine hours to see a rheumatologist by car. So there are vast differences in the country between distances for our patients. Furthermore, South Africa has 85 rheumatologists that serve a population of 62 million people. We also have a lot of infectious diseases like TB, HIV, and that takes uh, all the resources available to us away from us. So needless to say, there's not a real big deal of focus on RMDs in our country. Uh, I know in many parts of Europe, access to medication is not a problem at all. That doesn't work the same in South Africa. So only if you have a private medical aid can you access innovations like biologics. But for patients that's uh, only got government funding available to them, the outcome is really slim to get the right medication. Of course, there's huge inequities in the health system. Our biggest dilemma is that our disease is not recognized um, as a prescribed minimum benefit. So that really means that we don't get the medication and the inclusion, uh, the same inclusion actually as all the other RMDs. For instance, if you have RA 
or JIA in South Africa, you would be included in that basket of care and the medication. But if you have AXPA, you're automatically excluded. So that makes no sense. And that is ultimately what we are advocating for. Yeah, you're right. That really doesn't make any sense. I can't even imagine how that must be. I, I know that you are also closely connected to other groups around Africa. Do they experience similar challenges when it comes to access? I wish I had better news for you, but Africa's outlook is even poorer than South Africa. So if you do the maths, we're looking at about 150 rheumatologists for 1 billion people in sub-Saharan Africa. So there are shortages of specialists, medication, and screening. It's not unusual to hear about a patient in Africa that has to send their blood tests to South Africa that can take three weeks, if it doesn't get lost, to find out what's going on with them. Uh, I've recently visit, visited AFLO, and patient support is a foreign concept for most other countries in Africa. Um, another big dilemma is poor reporting, that we only have two registries in the whole of Africa. And of course, you know, if you don't, if there's no accurate reporting for RMD disease, the outcomes and the solutions that can be found for this disease is dismal. Now, you mentioned AFLA that you visited. Uh, could you briefly explain what it is? AFLA is the African League uh, of Rheumat uh, Rheumatic Diseases. It's similar to ULR, but it happens in Africa, if that makes sense. Yes, it does. Thank you. So after your recent return from AFLA uh, in Kenya, where you also spoke, uh, what did you learn? I think the biggest takeaway for me was, um, I don't know, have you ever been in a room with a mosquito? A mosquito is such a small insect, but it makes such chaos. So I think one of the biggest things I learned at, at AFLA and in Africa is even though patient support is small and it seems insignificant, I think we're going to get really annoying in the long run. And certainly it's a new dawn for rheumatology in Africa. Uh, there's more and more information available. There's more and more research being done. I think the realization that accurate data can bring targeted solutions to Africa. This can, of course, then lead to international collaborations and shareable knowledge. I was extremely happy to see that YOLO is so involved with AFLOR and they do these scholarships to these students, which is amazing. And the amount of respect uh, from AFLOR that I saw is amazing. And the difference that the international players make in countries like ours is just mind-blowing. I think the I think the realization also that the conception was maybe that RMDs was not such a big thing in Africa. We're starting to slowly see that that is not the case. As we're getting more rheumatologists in those countries that can actually diagnose the patients, we are realizing that, hang on, we have got the patients. And the last takeaway for me was probably the shortages in the rest of Africa with supplies and specialists. And, of course, MRI scanning machines, those are 
you don't see them around any corner in Africa. Yes, thank you, Landa. Yes, let's hope we can make a good collaboration and help each other make good progress. Let's take a short break now to share more information about the EULA 2023 Congress. This will be another extraordinary year to look forward to EULA's Congress, taking place fully on-site in Milano. Join us from the 30th of May until the 3rd of June 2023 for all the latest developments in rheumatology and to meet your friends and colleagues from EULA Paris and other EULA communities. Congress tickets are available now, so register today on the EULA Congress website, congress.eula.org. And we look forward to meeting you in June. Okay, let's get back to our conversation. At the Para Conference 2022 Best Practice Fair, you made a presentation of a project called Making Life More Bearable. Could you tell us a bit more about this project? We were extremely excited to win this award and we can't believe we were a small mosquito in the room and somehow we were noticed and that gave us so much more to come home with. But as I said to you earlier, you can imagine 85 rheumatologists for 62 million people. The amount of support that our patients require with these long delays in their diagnosis Because of the lack of resources, by the time our patients are diagnosed, they are emotionally in, in, in a state. They don't have time to go back to the doctors because the doctors are fully booked. And, of course, this is where Asasa comes in. We take the patients from when they are diagnosed and we try and make their life better. So we give them resources, we've designed exercise programs, and we hold the patient's hand through their diagnosis, teaching them that they can live a better life with this disease. On the other hand, of course, we also support the rheumatologists because we do take a load from their hands if we can give our patients robust and scientific Uh, knowledge, experience, and know-how. So I think if the IMAS results has taught us anything in South Africa is that the emotional burden of our disease is incredibly high. About 56% of our patients suffer from depression and anxiety. Therefore, the role of the patient support group is becoming bigger and bigger as we're diagnosing more and more patients. So we really try our best to make life more bearable for patients in South Africa that do not have access to the correct medication. A lot of them are losing their jobs because they can't hold up a job and they can't hold up a job because they do not have the correct medication and care. Yeah, it's a really great program and no wonder you won an award for, for best uh, practice. Um, so how has this program helped the patients afterwards? That is an important question. I think when you're trying to do work in a country and you're working with patients, you want to know that you're actively making a difference. Certainly, um, AXPO is not a well-known disease, Uh, in South Africa, I think it's similar uh, if you compare it to the big rheumatic diseases. If you talk about 
rheumatoid arthritis, everybody will say to you, you, they know exactly what that is. So you can imagine how isolated our patients are. So by giving them these resources and the information, we create this confidence in our patients that they can speak about their disease more freely and that they don't need to feel ashamed about their disease and that they can take control and ownership of their life. I think the second thing that we've been able to do is we have been able to erase misconceptions. For the longest of times, the biggest misconception was that AXPA is not the African black disease. We're finding the opposite. More and more patients are being diagnosed every day. The reason why is because a lot of our patients are moving into the bigger cities to find better jobs. And of course, that is where the rheumatologists are. And that is how they're getting diagnosed. Thirdly, I think the burden that you carry and the relief that you have once you found this, you know, you find this patient organization, you can imagine the relief that you can say, there's somebody that's just like me. And it's okay to be just like me. I think the one of the other important things that we've been able to do with our program is we have been able to make a footprint uh, in South Africa and internationally. And we're talking about the importance of patient support groups, which is a foreign subject in the line of RMDs. There's just no formal patient support organizations around. And Of course, then this program ultimately allowed us to be recognized on an international platform. And that's where Yola saw us and they've raised our profile of our organization. And of course, it opened up a lot of doors for us. And um, it's enabled us to speak to international communities. You can imagine if there are no big R&D patient support groups in South Africa. We can't lean on anybody in this country. We have to reach out and find resources and support. And that's where YOLAR has been absolutely incredible. Yeah, I think the need for patient organizations to give information about diseases is really universal. So of course, you also need it in South Africa. Now, do you plan to do any similar projects in the future? We have a couple of interesting projects in the pipeline but I guess I'm going to have to reveal this at the next um Poray conference. Oh I cannot wait to hear what you what you're going to do next. It was really really great Miranda. Unfortunately that's all the time we have today so thanks for listening and thank you to our guest Miranda Van Dam for t- talking to us and teaching us a bit about the challenges of the South African actual spondylitis community. Join us again for our next episode. If you don't want to miss it, please don't forget to follow the podcast on Spotify, iTunes, or other podcast platforms so that you get notified when the episode is available. Until next time.